Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What's yes. going on? Welcome to Girl Chat Sports Again. We're back on Wednesday, officially a Wednesday this time. I'm not slipping up like last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, today was the NHL expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. Of course, you guys know this will be my number two team heading in. I definitely have some details and some videos to share that um, were sent to us from some people that were there at the at the draft. So oh, nice. we'll get to that later because I definitely want to talk about that, about the expansion draft. There's a lot of hot topics, too, in sports right now. Um, you know, of course, the Bucks have won. There's a few other things that have happened in the course of the last week. The Olympics are on their way. Um, but tonight we actually have a, a great guest, um, a wrestler. So if you're watching right now, I need all those people that be in the Girl Chat Sports groups that are wrestling fans that always post the wrestling videos and captions. I need you to check in. I need you to share the video. Whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, make sure that you are subscribed to us and that you share the links and share the content so that the rest of the people out there can get to know um, us and our guests. So without further ado, <laughs> welcome Amber Rodriguez. Hello, Hi. Amber. How are y'all? Hi, Amber. Good. <laughs> good, good. Love you. Love it. And y'all, I love it because I noticed that you're from, or originally from born, or I guess born, I'm not sure about raised, but from Mobile, Alabama. And I think that's I'm where- currently there. Oh, you are in Mobile. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. We have a friend that's from Mobile. I have a friend that's from Mobile, Alabama too, which is kind of interesting, but that's great. Welcome to the show. Um, we appreciate you being here. We know it's a little later for you out there, but can you give us a, when I, every time I hear about women in wrestling, I mean, I personally love it because we're all about women empowerment, women in all sports, but how do you get started in wrestling? Like were you, you know, most girls, you know, sometimes in sports are like, yeah, I played baseball, softball, but, but there's not a whole <laughs> lot still that are like, I grew up and I wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Um, but yeah, so there's wrestling schools. Like that's a thing. Um, which I didn't even know until, uh, my brother, who's also a pro wrestler, Chuck Lennox, um, he found Gilbert's pro wrestling Academy. And I was like, I didn't even know that was like, I thought you just go to WWE and that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you find a wrestling school, a reputable wrestling school. Um, you know, you attend that you graduate, then you start taking, um, independent bookings or like freelance bookings. Uh, in hopes of eventually getting, um, I guess, discovered and, you know, signed to one of the major companies such as WWE or AEW or Impact and so forth and so on. Wow. That's so, I mean, how old were you when you thought, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is something I want to strive for. Like, I mean, was it like fairly recently? Was it when you were young, young? I mean, where, you know, do you remember like the first time you were watching wrestling and what inspired you to yeah. be like, yeah, I want to be in there? So I want to say I was like five. Um, and my first wrestling memory was when Chris Jericho interrupted the rocks promo on Monday night raw. And I was hooked like, cause wrestling it's, it's like your combo of every, it's like your melting pot of like soap opera meets in ring competition, you know, like you get that <laughs> drama, you get that theater, you get, you know, like the actual athleticism. It's, it's like a circus and a, soap opera and like a rock show all melted in one and it's just <laughs> amazing <laughs> i love it um shout out to eric who was one of our ww or one of our wrestling fans who's always giving us all the content with wrestling he's in the chat so i want to welcome him uh appreciate everybody else that's in the chat as well we appreciate those that are watching so coming back to wrestling when did you kind of get your breakout when did when does it go from you're just going to a school or learning to actually now you're involved and you're being in in these um in these matches like on a professional level so um, I started training when I was 15, um, 15 or 16. Um, and a lot of places you can't even like start working. Like a lot of states, you can't legally take bookings until you're 18. Um, so I had to wait a while. So it's really like that. How bad do you want it kind of thing? So that should just give you an idea of my dedication, like waiting around for years to even be able to take matches. Um in a lot of locations. Um, but to answer your question, when I was 18, um, I had already been training for some time. So I was just chomping at the bit to finally get in front of a crowd and uh, Maryland championship wrestling or MCW is where I got my start. Um, so I'll always give them credit for that. And then they're 
several other promotions that I went uh, and cut my teeth, um, such as Pro Wrestling Syndicate at the time or uh, WXW, um, you know, and then now uh, I currently work with Elevate Pro out in Chalmette, Louisiana, and um, I can go on and on, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's an extensive resume. It's an extensive yeah, resume. Yeah, it's an extensive yeah. resume. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about, we've had some other fighters on before, kind of like your style, because I've noticed through some of your videos, some of your wrestling, I don't know what you guys call it, your costumes, your, your gear, your, gear. your yeah, your gear. Where do you get them? Do you help in styling your, those yourself? Do you make them? I know we've had some people that have made their own. I mean, where what kind of brings your inspiration on, on what you bring out um, to, to become your character, I guess? I get inspired um, anywhere from RuPaul's Drag Race to, like, <laughs> um, Japanese wrestlers. Like, my inspiration comes from all over the place. Um, I love drag queens because... Yeah they are just so extra like you know and i mean i mean that in the most respectful and in the best of ways and so i was like man like when i come out i want all eyes on me like i want you know to stand out from the rest so um i pull inspiration from all over but uh lately um i've been sketching some things out and um coming up with different concepts um, I'm actually working very closely with, uh, the lovely wife of Nyla Rose from AEW. Um, nice. she makes most of my gear. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, I get inspired from so, so many different areas of life. Like not just from wrestling, yeah. from so many different things. Awesome. What about, uh, as far as. I guess my thing when I think about wrestlers there's always like a theme. There's a character they're they're playing. There's the person they are. And I've noticed that you've had a couple different nicknames. Wondering if those are more characters or nicknames. And then how do you go about in choosing or receiving it? Is it someone that's giving you this kind of like character or are you kind of figuring out yourself? So it's funny you ask that because I'm actually rebranding myself. So I'm not only a pro wrestler, I'm also an esthetician. And so I recently have started to kind of bring that into the ring and like mesh the two um, into this like mad scientist type of vibe. (laughs) (laughs) And um, shout out to one of my really good friends, Blizz. Um, He's just such a great creative mind to pick in the in the wrestling business. And he's just been helping me bring this character to life and it will debut on July 24th, this Saturday at elevate pro in Chalmette, Louisiana. And so you get to kind of see what I do outside of the ring and bring it into the ring, but at a more elevated level. So, um, I call myself the perfectly constructed woman now, um, (laughs) because I, and that came from me actually performing body contouring treatments on myself. Um, and so, I figured why not, you know, bring that into the ring and, you know, give people unwanted beauty services. <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. like a, a Nip Tuck vibe. Do you remember that show Nip Tuck where it Spot had on. like different like lines and stuff on? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're definitely, definitely, definitely want to see this, but hang on, go back for a second. Cause you, <laughs> pr- you, <laughs> you did your own um, body contouring. Yes. So I do <laughs> ultrasonic cavitation treatments. I use radio frequency. I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> like I can go on for days, but um, yeah. And I also have clients, you know, that are regulars. And so um, I was like, yeah, why don't I start looking at my opponents as my clients? <laughs> Listen, you might find clients out here. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big game out there. It's definitely oh, yeah. a big game for that. So that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I, we all know, so noticed that, you know, you took some time off. Um, it looks like maybe about four or five years ago. Four years. Um, and, and went and decided to go into the military. Are you still in, are you still currently active in the military or what yes, made you ma'am. make that change from leaving wrestling to doing, you know, to joining the military? And then obviously if you are still there continuing on, um, what, what's kind of, what, what's the thought behind that or what made you get out of wrestling for a time period? So I had suffered from very intense depression, uh, at one point in my life. Um, I had been through 
some traumatic experiences. I don't mean to bring the vibe down, but um, I'll just leave it at that. I went through some very traumatic experiences. Um, I am a survivor of sexual assault. Um, so I took a step back and I wanted to go find myself. I wanted to go do something that had absolutely nothing to do with what I was used to. Um, and that's what the military did or still does for me, actually. Just it kind of gives me an escape from an escape, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something different, something new, something I'm very proud of. Um, it's a very rewarding career. And um, I'm thankful that I made that decision at that part of my life. And that that really goes to my dad. Uh, he's been my rock, uh, even through all of that. And he it was his suggestion, actually, because he had served. He was in the Army. And um, actually wear his old Army boots. My dad's Aww. 81. So he was <laughs> like. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was his, you know, his suggestion. He's like, why don't you go do this? Like, take a step back. Like go find yourself. And so um, I'm sure this is your next question, but what brought me back to the ring was um, I had my daughter in 2016. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, I just had this feeling like, you know, why should these people who wronged me, you know, take my dreams from me? You know, like, why, why can't I just take my power back? you know, and do what I love to do and show her like, Hey, I went through some really crappy things, but I came back from it, you know, and you can have it all. You can be a mom, you can be a pro wrestler, you can be in the military, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, and so I just pride myself on setting that example for her. So in 2019 is when I started like actually making that commitment to that. And I uh, started training again and then in 2020, I started taking bookings again. And I guess the rest is history. <laughs> wow. That, first of all, there's never a downer for the show because I think, <laughs> as we know, in sports, especially over the last couple of years during COVID and pandemic, mental health is very important for all athletes yeah. and all people. And, and getting help or finding your own way and getting help is very important. So we applaud you and being able to notice it and be able to make that change with the help. And of course, girl dads are awesome. So um, it's great that you have one in your corner too. Um, so yeah. we're glad, we're happy that, you know, you've come full circle from that. And we hope that, you know, even though we know mental health doesn't ever just go away right away, that you are able to um, have a better handle on this. So that's great. That's really, that's wonderful. Absolutely. Um, talk about the match that you got coming up this weekend then. So um, who are you fighting and what are you expecting from the fight? So this is an open challenge. Uh, I currently hold the Elevate Pro Women's Championship, and I'm issuing out an open challenge, so you never know who's going to answer it, who's going to come through that curtain. Um, but I do plan to fully embrace this new persona of mine, and I'm also willing to fix whoever comes through the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> open challenge. And so I noticed yeah. on some of the things I read about before, too, on some of your um, competitions or matches is there's a three way and maybe I haven't watched enough of wrestling because I know that there was always like tag teams and then there's one on one. But I didn't quite grasp what a three way was because there was a lot of mention of that within your guys with some in some of your matches. Yeah, I've been in uh, a few of those. So basically, it's three people in a match, but um, you have two different types. You have an elimination style, um, which is uh, kind of self-explanatory. You know, somebody gets pinned, they're eliminated, and the match goes on until we're down one. And then you have uh, one fall, which is, you know, when someone gets pinned, like, that's it. The person who pinned them wins the match. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're interesting. <laughs> but I definitely prefer a singles competition. Gotcha. Wow. What about... Um... So you had a child two, two years ago. She's two now or you said 2016. No, she's, uh, oh, three. she's five or no, three. She's okay. She'll be four next month. So how is it about being a mom, being in competitive sports? I mean, I think we've seen some different examples out there. I know there's a lot of women that are into the Olympics now that have a child, but I don't think that a lot of men realize that what it takes to really be successful, not only within your your, your job as a parent, but also within your, you know, your, um, your job in, in, in performing, or in this case, in, in the matches in the ring, how much of it is, uh, you know, how much of that is hard for you? Or do you have to deal with or what makes it different for you? 
Um, it's definitely a lot to manage. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Um, you know, and then I train throughout the week and then, um, you know, I work my military job Monday through Friday and then Friday I get off one job and I'm on the road. And then I also have clients sprinkled in throughout all that. So it's a lot, but I literally like, I have to make time for my baby, even if it's, uh, leaving practice a little early or moving around some of my, um, you know, appointments or whatever, just to get home to read her bedtime story. Like, you know, like I have to make that time for her. Like I, I make it a point. Um, you know, I've even broadened her to a couple shows. She's starting to like get into wrestling a little bit now. Uh Um, but yeah, like I just, you know, I keep myself going, you know, she keeps me going, you know, and I just, just keep telling myself everything I do is for her. But at the same time, I have to actually, you know, make sure I'm incorporating her and including her in what I do. So, wow. That's great. Does she like quite understand what you do or does she think you're just kind of playing or does she think like, does she have any like idea of what's going on really? She's starting to get it. Like she's yeah. starting to like actually watch like the pay-per-views and like, uh, you know, she actually watches wrestling with me sometimes now, whereas mm-hmm. before she was just like, not like into it at all. And she didn't really get it, but she's really starting to like, actually like become a fan now. So it's, it's Aww. fun to see, <laughs> especially when she tries to do something on me. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to practice moves in the living room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she tries to jump off the couch onto me. Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Speaking of moves, I know you have a few signature moves that look like that you have on there. Um, are, will those be changing along with your persona or do you yes. stick pretty? Oh, they will be. Okay. So mm-hmm. there should be some new things out there we'll, we'll get to see on this. So you got to match this Saturday. Do you have something else in the future besides that? Or what else do you have in the future that you're looking forward to? I'm actually booked every weekend up until October. Um, wow. So I'll be pretty much book busy and blessed every weekend up until October. Um, so yeah, there's actually, um, sabotage wrestling. I'll be debuting at on August 7th. Um, I'll be making my way back to mission pro wrestling in September. Um, backtracking to August 28th. I'll be at the Booker T world gym arena for, um, reality of wrestling meets um renegade wrestling revolution that's another big deal so these are just like some highlights you know that's great um but yeah every every weekend till october (laughs) i'll be somewhere different wow uh there is a question from one of the uh the listeners right now it's what has been the most challenging part of wrestling for you Mm, that's a good question um (laughs) just not falling back into that mental state that drove me out before Mm -hmm. um just keeping myself grounded um keeping myself mentally healthy um in therapy i'm also uh very big on my faith um and you know church and everything um so yeah just keeping myself mentally healthy that's good mo you got anything you good I got nothing. I mean, <laughs> she's amazing. She's taking it all in. Well, <laughs> it all you, in. you asked great questions. Some of the things that I had on my mind, you also um, had some signature moves that were some clever names, uh, Tequila Sunrise and the Push-Up <laughs> Face Buster. Can you describe <laughs> any of those to give us kind of a, a look of what that looks like? Yeah. So um, I, I don't think of Tequila put- Sunrise. I'm thinking of a drink. You made <laughs> yeah. a signature move and a combo. So I, I need to know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, the Tequila Sunrise, that was originally a finisher by a wrestler named Conan. Um, But I kind of took it and made it my own and modified it. And uh, at the time, I went by the moniker of the Evil Queen. So I actually called it the Poisoned Apple. Um, But it was like a modified version of of his. And that's, that's another thing I love about wrestling, just taking things from someone that inspired you or somebody you may have grown up watching and just kind of paying homage to them and at the same time putting your own twist on it. Mm. Okay. 
And awesome. we have another question on the chat too. In a dream match, who would you like to challenge? Jazz. Uh, Jazz. Okay. And why? I grew up watching her and representation is so important because, you know, seeing her get the opportunities that she had, you know, um, being a black woman, like, or at the time, you know, a black girl, like it was just amazing to see. And it, it definitely gives you that feeling of like, Oh man, I can do this too one day, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I would just love to share a ring with a legend like her. All right. Very cool. Well, he thought that that was a good one yes. and that jazz is definitely amazing. So that's yes, great. Yes. There was another question, but I'm not sure how, what is meant by it. it says Trenisha Biggers was a wrestler. She's fighting, get her daughters had to be off topic. I, I'm not sure if you can further explain that one, Eric, we'd love to know, but we appreciate the comments <laughs> and details. Um, <laughs> so what is your plan for wrestling? What would you like? What's your goal? I mean, I, you know, obviously maybe getting into the WWE or whatnot, but what's your, do you have a plan in action? What's your goal in getting there? Um, and then we'll talk about your business after in a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, for a lot of us, uh, on the independence, that's like the promised land. Um, you know, so always fighting to get there, always working to stand out, even if it's repackaging myself, you know what I mean? And just kind of switching it up and, you know, people noticing, you know, me making a change and, you know, embracing something new and it's something fresh. It's something that, um, no one's done before. Cause that's always the key is you want to stand out from everyone else. Um, so yeah, uh, the end goal for me would be to be signed for a major company, whether it be like WWE or AEW, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, uh, I was a part of the 2020 all women's tryout. So, you know, that, that kind of pushed me to, you know, keep going. It's like, okay, like you, it's, it gives you that feeling of like, I'm close, you know? So, um, just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, whether it be coming out with fresh ideas or, or whatever, but just, you know, keep getting my reps in, getting all these yeah. bookings. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Keep busy is one of them. That's for sure. That's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and speaking of which, we have a question from Arlington. Shout out Arlington, big time wrestler to uh, yeah. fans. In the zone network well. in the house. In the Thank zone you. network. Yes. He's asking, is there a female wrestler that you're following on the major promotions currently? Um, yeah, I follow a lot of them. Um, I'm a huge fan of Bianca Belair. Um, I think she's great. She's extremely athletic and, uh, yeah. So there, there's a lot of them. Um, Nyla Rose, again, that's my best friend. Uh, we kind of came up together and she's in AEW now doing her thing. Oh, I'm nice. so proud of her. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I can go on for days about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking about women in wrestling, like how far, I mean, obviously it's come a lot farther since when I was young, because it was like, there was nobody, you had Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, Randy Savage's like wives that were just kind of trophies around. What, what, what has it been like for you being part of it as it's getting bigger? And what do you hope to see in the future from women in wrestling? I mean, we've come a long way from the bra and panties matches and pillow fights and stuff like that. So we've definitely come a long way. We've shown that we can go just as hard, if not harder than the guys. Cause I've definitely seen some shows where the women's match was the best match on the card. Um, you know, and then now companies are starting to do more than just one women's match on the card, you know, um, even at WrestleMania, um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, you know, to see two black women main event, a pay-per-view is, is just, let alone WrestleMania, it's just, like, amazing, you know, so we've definitely come a long way. Um, I do feel that there is room to grow backstage. Um, I feel like we can have more female agents, more female producers, more female creative writers, more female coaches. Um, so I feel like there's still some room to grow there, but as far as, like, on screen, we've definitely come a long way, and it's only up from here. Yeah, that's a little surprising to hear that there's not uh, maybe as many or as many as maybe we would think as far as in women in the background, as far as agents or promotions or, uh, you know, getting that aspect. That's something to think. I never really thought about that. So that's, I that's didn't think about that either. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can uh, work with some of these ladies that are representing these guys and other things to start working on the wrestlers out there. That'd be right, amazing too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they need to. That's what they need to. Um, I guess we can switch a little bit. Um, 
to your 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 at your site your job now in or uh, your business. So ha- what got you into being and thinking? Well, you know what? I think I'm gonna get my esthetician license. You know what? I think I'm gonna start. <laughs> dibbling and dabbling and, and working on women's bodies or men's bodies for that matter. But I'm um, curious to know kind of what started that after, you know, was it during wrestling? Was it after during your break in the middle? Um, It was about two years ago that I even, that the thought even crossed my mind Um, because I've always been, I want to say obsessed, but just fascinated with, um, like not only aesthetics, but, uh, even cosmetic surgery. And so, you know, I always thought that aesthetics was just, you know, facials and stuff. I didn't realize that there are also non-invasive, um, procedures that give you similar, if not the same or better results. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so that's when I kind of started dabbling in it. And then um, just recently, uh, this past year and, you know, a little bit in 2020 um, is when I really started to, you know, dive in, get certifications. Um, You know, I'm taking my state board soon, Um, but I currently hold, uh, I think I'm up to seven certifications now, Um, you know, and just really uh, honing my craft and learning my craft. And um, I love the feeling that people have when they get the results they want. I love working on moms, you know, and feeling like, you know, after you had a baby, you know, that feeling of like you're not yourself anymore. So I just love restoring that or helping them to, you know, restore that feeling. Um, you know, and even men too, you know, you got the whole dad bod thing going on. (laughs) So I, I just love helping people feel confident like it's it's an amazing feeling you know when you know they get off your table and they thank you and like you know it's, it's just it's an amazing feeling um and then recently me and my sister uh took it a step further because she would make this lip scrub and she'd like make it herself with like all natural stuff and i was like you should sell this and then I'm like, you know what? I can probably make a body scrub. And she's like, well, I can also make a highlighter. And I'm like, well, I can make a body butter. And I'm like, and next thing you know, Ashley Renee Beauty Company. <laughs> Love <laughs> it. That's right. So, um, yeah, so that's how that came about. And I don't know, man. God is good. <laughs> that's amazing. It's great to have good blessings. And you guys are doing And you're still so young, too. So you have, like, a still a whole, you know, career, whether it be in wrestling for as long as you need to or in, in your businesses. And that's amazing. Um, we're, we're, we're happy to hear about all the success that you've had. And hopefully we'll be able to catch some of the replays of your guys's, uh, of your of your match. If not, but can is it online at all, do you know? Or is it just in person? Or do we just kind of catch clips later on somewhere? It'll be on Fight TV. Um, okay. Yeah, Elevate Pro Resurgence is the name of the of the uh, episodic series. Um, so yeah, it, it'll definitely be a replay. Wonderful. And uh, we do have one more question, uh, Miss Bondi. Thanks for tuning in. Um, being a female wrestler, do you struggle with making sure your femininity is always on display for acceptance? Um, what does that mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, maybe do you feel that you always need to, do, uh, does, does just, your, does your trait need to be more, I mean, you, you, Miss Bondi probably missed the first part of this segment mm-hmm. when we're talking about your femininity, how you wanted to, your costuming and your gear is basically mm-hmm. that of emulating those of extravagance in a drag queen kind of way. So yeah. I think your femininity is already on display, but do you feel mm-hmm. like, I guess, I think what she's getting at is, is it ever challenged when you're inside your matches at times? Um, no, um, I like I so I grew up watching, um, like I mentioned jazz, but also like even uh, I used Trish Stratus as an example, someone who you know came from being like a fitness model and she's like a beauty queen, but she'll tear you down, like you know what <laughs> I mean. So it's that kind of thing. Like I'm beautiful, but I got hands. Like so, I mean, you can still like have that femininity, and you know get down and dirty at the same time. So sure. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Do you find it hard? Um, I mean, not that this is a male dominated sport still, but it kind of is still a little bit as far as majority. 
as far you know, wrestling fans or just fans in general with social media, we've talked to other athletes before that you know sometimes try to not get bogged down by the comments and the things that people leave for you. Has that been hard for you at all? And and kind of dealing with you know once you are out in the ring or people do get to know your name, they're finding you and targeting you with different you know comments and posts and whatnot. Oh, I don't even pay attention to that. Good. I can't. Like, I, I can't pay attention to it. I'll drive myself crazy. So I just <laughs> used to just block it out. Um, And for a lot of people, I understand that's easier said than done. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of my close friends struggle with that, struggle with blocking those voices out. Um, But you have to. I mean, at the end of the day, if they're not paying my bills, I don't pay them no mind. That's <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> Tell them. Yes. Amber, we um, really appreciate you being here with us tonight. Uh, we're excited for the show. We're excited for the show. We're excited for your for your match on Saturday. But where can people find you, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, whichever you use more, your preference? And then also um, shout out your, your beauty site, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram at one Amber Rodriguez. They're both the same to make it easier for you. Um, and you can follow my Facebook fan page at Amber Rodriguez. Also shop AshleyReneeBeauty.com. Go get some skincare products. We use completely natural, holistic ingredients such as grapeseed oil. Um, there's hemp in some of our products. We have um, soothing baths, uh, bath salts and like all types of stuff to just get you luxury skincare at affordable prices. <laughs> That's Very what good. it's about. No, thank you so much. We'll look forward to your match. And um, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with you again soon when after a little while. And you've had a, a few more, a little more time on your belt because I know you're busy for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Continued thank success. You thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. I love it. That's yeah, cute. She's so- Sorry, I've had this like, I've had like a hair I can feel like somewhere underneath my eyes driving crazy. Anyways, um, yeah, so... That was great. Shout out again to uh, Amber Rodriguez, pro wrestler, entrepreneur. Make sure you check her out. Uh, We will be posting her links um, in the show when we post it on all of our social media later. So you can reach out to her, follow her, and keep track of her fights. So there's been a lot going on, Mo, in sports. Right. Um, We've got some hot topics. Of course, we all know the Bucks won the championship yesterday. So congrats to the Bucks. Congrats to Giannis. how do you feel? Were you expecting anything more? I don't know if you caught the game. I know you're at work, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if I were... picked the Bucks to win, so yeah, that was okay. just kind of my thing anyway. Yeah, it was kind of. I was hoping I... for Chris Paul to win. You know, I was hoping to yeah. see that. You know, 36 years of age, 18 years in the league. You know, you would like to see that. Um, but on paper, those Bucks are just nice, and you and it shows. You know, and I had Drew Holiday on my fantasy for my basketball fantasy, and he never disappointed. So I knew eventually when the series was getting to, to catch up that they would get their momentum and get what they were looking for. They, they, they had a great strategy going into the series of seeing what Phoenix can do. And what you have to understand what Phoenix is, they pushed so hard through every single team that they met up with yeah. just to get to where they are. And, and the injuries honestly, off and on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Injuries off and on and, and know that they battled teams with injuries and key players missing. To be quite honest with you, I don't know if they would have got out of the first round against the Lakers, a healthy Lakers team, in my opinion. Possibly, but I don't know. I mean, we're right. missing Jamal Murray on the West Coast. There was no DeMar DeRozan. You didn't have uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I know that's nor here nor there, and they got where they are, and big ups to, to doing that. But at the same time, you had a team that was fully healthy, fully functional, a team of bigs. And I stress to people all the time, bigs win championships, not small ball anymore. Uh, that just brought it, you know, and people all thought Phoenix was going to be in four, uh, all of those kind of predictions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you'd love to see it because you want the story to be told that way. But realistically, it's not, uh, it's not uh, there. And shout out to my dad who had big winnings for my mom because they place bets every day on the series and uh, he got okay threats family falling out that you had to lose some money she's like i have to pay your dad his money i was like yeah because you know he knew he saw it on paper he knew we would talk about it and you know i would like to have that beacon of hope of phoenix but i just knew that um and regular season phoenix was phenomenal don't yeah. get it twisted i mean they no. were doing really really great um 
I just think, you know, yeah, they got winded. I mean, after a while, you can't play that hard every single night. Or game five, it was. I mean, they were spent. You could tell they were spent. I mean, the energy. They had given everything they had. And not to mention, it wasn't like there were blowouts in the series games they were playing with other teams before getting here. They were very close games. So they they gave it their all. And big ups to Monty Williams. I think it was a very class act of him Mm -hmm. to go into the locker room for For the Bucks. I know how hard that had to have been to go in and congratulate a team um, that, hey, well-deserved it. And and that you've got three Antetokounmpo brothers with championships. Man, all with rings. All with rings. So it's a great story. That's great, a great uh, family story. Great family story. Um, Drew Holiday is married to a woman that's also a champion herself. So Soccer, for both of them to have yeah. win. Yeah. Yep. So, so for both of them to be champs is an awesome feat. And uh, we'll see what the future holds with these bucks. But, you know, you man, and then Giannis, I mean, you know, you, you get it, you get 50 points and 14 rebounds. And then you go to Chick-fil-A the next day in the drive through with both yeah, trophies and you order a 50 piece chicken. And you got nugget. fans wanting to touch a trophy and fans <laughs> talking to you at the drive up. And all but what's crazy, cool. the lady at the drive through, the first thing that's taking his order, didn't even know who was. She was just kind of like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, there's people that are not into, you know, they don't know. They're I mean, I get like, it, but if you small. if you live in the city, you've got to see it on the news at some point. Like, you well, got to think, do. oh, well, you, you know. do, you do, you definitely do. But we live in a city where people don't even pay attention to our aces, so you know they wouldn't know. So again, yeah. you've got people. I mean, big metropolitan areas is just not their focus. It's yeah. funny because that's how always the celebrities pop up on the unassuming. Yeah, it's the same time like. Uh, <laughs> For instance, when Dr. J came in a Nordstrom and one of our sales so she didn't know who he was. Yeah. I was saying, sign here, Julius. And I'm like, Julius? <laughs> really? Okay. So she You're like, you don't know who that is. So, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. So Yeah. I know how it is. What a good thing. I think my favorite part throughout the uh, the interviews and the stuff, post stuff in regards to the championship was uh, this take they had interviewing these two How guys. How much champagne have each of you consumed? <laughs> <laughs> ah. I just feel like that's going to be yeah, endless memes. Like when you and your bestie are at, you know, brunch for all you can drink mimosas or something. Like that's just going to be one of those memes that's never going to go away. Those guys were definitely having a great time. And uh, the whole team, I mean, it's not to mention there were 65,000 people outside in Deer Park, which is the outside of the state. Deer Park, Park Deer Park Festival, Park. which was great. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I can only imagine what Milwaukee's uh, <laughs> testing positive positivity rate might be in the next couple of weeks. But oh, hey, yeah. let's them, be interesting. let them have that championship. Hopefully, most people there were vaccinated, so at least they won't get too sick. But uh, that's I hope. that's a lot of people. Local, uh, fans, shout out to Sherm, who's been a Bucks fan for as long as I can remember. Yes, uh, even in the high school days, uh, we and never Cicero. understood it. And my boy Steve, who's yeah. from Milwaukee, so that's a given. Yeah. But Sherm being living in Vegas and being that fan even through high school, we were like, okay, you're not a Lakers fan. Why? You're not real. Like, I, I, we never understood it. We understand it now, but we just, that was his team. And so yeah. finally, from 1971, they have a championship. That's big so, time. That's it's, big time. It's, it's great accomplishment. Not mad at anything. And it, it gave for an exciting series. It was something different. Yeah. Um, it definitely you know, was a good series. It was. It was. So. And it was even back and forth throughout the, even like that third, yeah. fourth quarter. Like it was a good game up until like the last few minutes. The four, game five and six, it was like the last couple of minutes just sealed the deal. Um, but it was I worth it. The last hell in. I mean, I wanted to watch the replay, but I was just too exhausted, but I got what I wanted. So, yeah. But it was cool. good. And of course, Aaron Rodgers, as a minority owner of the Bucks, gets an NBA championship underneath his belt. So, oh, yeah, that's dope. Speaking he's of Aaron, that contract, but he's going he's gonna to get a memory. I was surprised to hear that he had been offered to be the highest paid quarterback and he turned it down this season. He wants out. He wants out. He doesn't want to be there. Let this man figure out where he wants to go. I mean, that's that's highest paid. I mean, I guess, hey, you want out. But, I mean, at this point, you know, I guess he doesn't need the money. I mean, you know, the money must not be that important at this point. But, uh <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like I, he's I done, done. You, you tell somebody's done, done when that's on the table, and you're still exactly. wanting out. Yeah, Jeez, still don't accept it. It's crazy. It's Shout a out lot. to my Dodgers last night. You know, we've been going up in this. Uh, we've got a game tonight, actually, against the Giants three game series, and Ooh, we are this now is a battle tied. for you guys. And yes, it is because if we win this match, then mm-hmm. we're not the one game behind them, and we'll have the best record in the league. 
Oh, right, oh. Here, we're 59 with the with the San Francisco Giants. I don't know what the score is because the game started at 715. Right? It's okay. not airing on TV, but I'm going to have to check it out and see. But yeah, this is monumental. And shout out to my boy, Big Willie Will Smith on that uh, three-run homer. That was epic at the end because that clinched our win in Dodger Stadium. So hopefully Man. these boys in blue can do it tonight. I mean, I'm God, I'm pulling for these guys. I really, really would love to see a back-to-back championship, even though I get people hitting me up saying, it's not realistic, Mo. You're probably not going to see your Dodgers again. Uh, you never know. You never know. It's baseball, but you don't know. We need this beacon of hope because we lost Trevor Bauer to some crazy, heinous circumstances. Uh, that yeah. are no fault to the Dodgers. Write him off. Him Write him off. <laughs> so he's no longer a Dodger. But right now, I'm looking at the score. It's 1-1 at the end of the second ending, so... So we're tied up right now, but uh, yeah, let's let's get it going, boys in blue. Shout out to Tasha; she tuned in. We know she's our our resident uh, Astros fan here, oh, so of you know. <laughs> yeah, and your Astros are uh, at the bottom of the seventh against these Cleveland Indians. You guys should be able to beat that tribe, though. It's only four or five. It's early, at three yeah. outs right now. So. So my Mariners are a, a hefty over 500 still, right? Good. At 537. We lost today, but they had won the, I think, the seven out of the last nine games. Like these young guys are really putting on a show. And I don't think I've ever gone into August ever since probably 2000, what, one, two, we've been over 500. So I'm hoping that there's a chance this year that there'll be some kind of playoff berth that hasn't happened um, since, you know, in over 20 years. I hope so. so Tosh said, bang, bang. Yeah. She said, no. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Otani signs a deal with fanatics. He, they are now the exclusive distributor of all his memorabilia. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's what you get when you don't speak English. You get big contracts. I'm so sick of people in that. Yeah, I know. He's well-deserved. Yes. Oh, you're going to see my Mariners? Ooh, nice. Tasha's oh, yeah, uh, hitting up hitting up some baseball games. Oh, Man, good. let us know. Yeah, we I need to, to get to a Dodgers game so bad. Come find like, you. Shut, shut us down with the mask thing. I guess we can wear it outdoors. Go outdoors without it, but you have to wear it out there, I think. Too. So, I yeah, Callie has officially, you know, COVID cases are rising. Um, if it hasn't been evident in any other place, it's the Olympics. Um, a lot of players uh, and athletes have been testing positive for COVID. We already knew about uh, Bradley Bill that couldn't join. Um, uh, um, and uh, who was the it? Olympic oh, team? Yeah. And then you got four other players in the Olympics that have tested positive that can't play a yeah. skateboarder or type well, person. Yeah, and, and Katie yeah. Lou Samuelson from Seattle Storm, who was on the three-on-three team with Kelsey Plum, now got replaced by Jackie Young because she had, was in yeah. COVID safety protocols. So. At this point, and I posed the question in the chat or in the group a, a couple of days ago is like, you know, when when do you just say, okay, we've had too much? Because at some point, if you're going to keep on replacing players, at some point it's going to be too late to replace them because they're still across in a different country or there's alternates. And then the alternates for gymnastics even were getting testing positive for COVID. So then you have no one to fall back on. You're either going to have to forfeit or, you know, remove yourself from the competition. But how is that any good if you're then – going against people that really maybe shouldn't have been there or the teams have forfeited. It's I just, don't know. They, they keep this thing rolling. And then not to mention, you got people in the Tokyo village testing positive. And then what's with the, what's with the cardboard beds? Like the whole thing is just a fiasco. What like, they call them that's they couldn't have, they were to not have sex. sex beds. Yeah. That, that's what they said. But one of the Olympic gymnasts jumped on the cardboard bed. And yeah. it actually, but he's like what a buck hundred, like a buck 20, maybe at the most. Like, well, he was able to jump on it. I mean, I I'm wondering, are the, are the NBA players on there? Are the shot put people on those beds? Like you're talking about some weight to put on these cardboard beds. I'm just curious to know if, if they're holding up. What's the weight I'm limit curious, on but those? I'm not that curious because I'm just turned off at the fact that they would even do that. Like, why? <laughs> so I mean, I also think maybe because of a disinfecting purpose where they can end up probably recycle. You know, Japan's very big on recycling and being clean. So I'm sure that it was an easy fix to oh, just okay. be able to dispose of all the beds. And because they, they said that they could break them down and they could recycle them with, you know, super easy um, but yeah, it does seem odd that your star athletes from all across the country are coming to sleep on cardboard. 
I, I don't know. And I'm sure it's modified to not what we're seeing, like in a cardboard box. I'm sure it's like something a little more elevated, but made with the cardboard materials. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, Kente. Um, he said they need to just cancel the Olympics, postpone to later I date agree. cardboard beds. Suck. I just, I agree. I mean, I I, at this point, why even push for it? Let's just resume and try to find another locale. But this is a bit that they paid money for. This is a bit that they got. So I guess it's got to go through. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm clueless. Uh, but came Sue Bird from the Seattle Storm, of course, we know her. She was selected as one of the two flag bearers uh, for the Olympics ceremony. So that'll be, that'll be cool for her. You know, I'm sure that's something to knock off her resume that she has yet to have done. <laughs> When's this woman going to be done? That's all I want to know. She's the Tom Brady of women's basketball. She is. Right now. She really is. It's like you know, and she's this is gonna keep. She's just gonna keep it going. Keep, keep adding to that. Keep adding to that. Exactly. List, that That's great. Speaking of Sue Bird, she was one of the Seattle sports stars, previous, former, current, whatever, that um, made announcements during the NHL expansion draft today, which is boop 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 boop. Why I have my shirt on? Um, I and did too. Marshawn Lynch, Bobby Wagner. First of all. <laughs> Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. So clearly we all know that some guys don't stay in shape after they've been a player for so long. And we've seen Gary before, a big three and whatnot, and out and around um, Las Vegas because he is a resident here. Please tell me why they couldn't get Sean a bigger size T-shirt. How tight was it? Look at it. I put it up. Oh, yeah. That was the shirt they gave Sean. So my question is, I have most so many things. They don't got no triple X. They didn't have, I mean, that clearly is not a triple X. That's gotta be an XL, maybe X double XL top. So I say four X at best, just to be comfortable and loose. Something. Cause this is definitely nothing more than two X. Like that's nothing more than two X. That's not even three. I don't think. No. Oh no. Absolutely. I think it is a two X, honestly it's hilarious, but you know, here's the deal. Um, the <laughs> shout out to sports Nista. That is a lot of Sean Kemp in that shirt. Um, it you, said sure it. you said it. Listen, that's the first thing that came to mind. I, I was, I posted something about, you know, being, you know, obviously I'm a VGK fan cause that's who made me a, a fan of the sport, but Seattle's always home. And so I'm going to def- definitely rep and support the Kraken as long as it's not against us. However, um, shout out to uh, Quan's mom, Rosalie, who is in a VGK sports group that I'm in. And so apparently Seattle comes to Vegas for the opener, October 12th. And um, I'm, all for seeing that game, but uh, I, I won't. I can't root for Seattle when they play against VGK. But you know, there's some interesting. But so it started off as a cloudy day in Seattle. The, the clouds kind of um, cleared out, of course, just in time for the thing. Um, but here's a video. Th- shout out to John Weeks, who was there. Our boy Weeks in Seattle was there at the NFL expansion draft. Here's when uh, Macklemore came out. You guys ready? Yeah. I said, are you guys ready? Yeah. Me too, man. New chapter in the city. This is an amazing thing. I'm fired up from the Ottawa Senators, the Seattle Crack and Select, Joey Decor. Did you see the background there? Just that beautiful scenery, yeah, the space really nice field, the, the skyline. It was beautiful. It was just mm-hmm. looking great. It was looking great. So we actually drafted two ki- two brothers with the last name Flurry. So there was a big joke that because they can't get our Flurry, the Golden Knights, they, they had to draft Flores. two. Yeah. Because it's if you didn't Flores. know about the dra- NFL expansion draft, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights were not part of it. So they didn't have to give up one of their players or have one of their players selected. So that was great. Um, we did get a lot of young guys, I noticed. Um, there's a few um, veterans, of course, too. But, you know. The expansion draft was pretty cool. It's exciting to watch. So yeah, that was great. Um, I'm trying to think of. I don't think I had anything else in here, picture wise for Seattle. Oh yeah, I did. I knew you did. I was waiting. I know. 
Cami Granado, uh, USA a team hockey, women's hockey, great. I think she's had like a gold medal with them. Um, she's the first female pro scout in NHL history. Oh, nice. So she works for the Kraken. She is the official first female pro scout in NHL history. So that was amazing to see. I actually had to hit up weeks to kind of get some information on her because, you know, I'm not, I'm a new hockey fan, let alone a new women's hockey fan. So I wasn't sure kind of her background. But um, yeah, so that's a little impromptu girl power right there yeah that's great yeah oh one oh, more thing sorry more because mom sent me this this is mom shout out to mom oh doreen i love your shirt release the kraken okay <laughs> release the kraken so love she was it. ready for the draft she was watching cute um, we both got a kick out of uh sean kemp's medium shirt <laughs> and yeah that was it was interesting definitely yeah, interesting long, long <laughs> Other hot topics, uh, Maria Taylor and ESPN split. They could not mm. come, couldn't come to agreement for a contract. No, apparently she had been offered about 5 million supposedly last year. She didn't want to negotiate the time. They offered her three. She currently gets one. She said no. Okay. And from the sounds of it, sounds like NBC is going to pick her up. Well, that's good. So if she signs with them, she'll also be part of the Olympic coverage, most likely, nice. as well as part of NBC's football night in America. So I'll be happy to see her doing some football commentary then. That'll be pretty interesting. Whether it be sideline or in the booth, that should be interesting. So happy for her. Um, I'm not going to lie. I probably would have taken $5 million earlier in the year. But hey, what can you do? I mean, ESPN has been kind of foul anyway, so go where your heart is. And be exactly. Follow your heart and be happy. And so, yeah, hopefully this uh, is a great a new things to come for her. Speaking of ESPN, though, for someone that uh, had stepped up in a major way, Malika Andrews. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. caught uh, Malika. Obviously, this was her very first NBA Finals covering. She's 26 years old. So the same age as Giannis getting his first trophy is the first year that she's um, – on the sidelines for the side NBA finals. Did. She also was the is the youngest person to host the NBA finals trophy ceremony. That's great. And she killed it. Killed it. No flubs, no, you know, stuttering like flubbed. myself. She, she knew what she was doing. She, she did all the assignment. that. She, all she was that. a beast at what she does. It was never appreciated. And now we get to see her highlighted. No, it's yep. great. She was, my, she was amazing. For what I caught, the glimpse of... She did her job. So. Yeah. She had been raved and reviewed. I mean, people were ranting and raving for her all last yeah. night. I mean, she looked like a veteran out there, really. This, I mean, that besides it being great. her first time, you'd think she was exactly. doing it for so long. Oh, so. no. She was ready. Yeah. She's been ready. I was super uh, excited Glad to that hear that. she got highlighted for that. Yeah. Exactly. And shout out to Dine uh, Miss Bollandy. No dumb questions here either. Exactly. Because yeah, I right. heard from the grapevine. Right. That that other person at ESPN had a few dumb questions oh, during post the post game um, <laughs> interviews. So hmm. we'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, so what about? Uh, let's see. We've got the latest, most likely hiring would be Willie Green, the Suns assistant, going to the Pelicans as a head coach. This would make the seventh um, African American head coach spot out of the eight that were open this year. So that'd be a thirteen out of thirty. For next season, which is a complete difference from last season. Um, a lot of people have been begging and wanting this to happen. So I, I'm happy to see that there's being more representation in the head coaching spots um, within the NBA. Let's see if there's more. Because clearly, if, if, <laughs> if these guys are doing it, why not, you know, get some more guys that are, you know, um, have the qualifications, can win team, can win games. Let's not keep circling around the same guys over and over and over again. They need to do that with all the sports, honestly. Well, yeah, football too, for sure. Mm -mm -mm. Exactly, Kente. No need to say her name on the show. <sighs> what was my other hot time? Oh, Space Jam. Did you watch it yet? No, I was. that was on my to-do list. I've been so busy, and I slept all day today. I didn't really get a chance to. I'm catching up on my rest here. Did not get yeah. a chance to see it. Um, I've heard the reviews on some people. We'll talk about it next week. Just save okay. it for next week. Okay. I'll, I'll have it. 
ready. All but right. I know all it's right. that kid. It's this kid's generation type film. I know. A I lot get of us it. Are still it's all technology thing. You know. Yeah. yeah. It, it had I mean, its like bells and whistles. Don't get me wrong. I like the shoes that rolled out for it to promote it. I, I definitely like those sixes. You know, I would love to get my hands on it. I like the Converse editions. We talked about that. Like, mm -hmm. I like all of that that goes with it. But again, it's a kid's movie. Let the kids have their thing. I'm not going to take that away from them. I will watch it, though, um, and then give you my... I mean, I my still opinion. wasn't a kid when the first one came out, so... But it's different because it was Jordan, okay? Like, we didn't have anybody in their time that was... You know, we didn't have the CGI like they do now. We didn't have any oh, of yeah. that. You know what I mean? That's always going to be a classic nostalgia for us. Yeah. But these kids well, it did, it did have funny parts. Too. It had funny parts. And I mean, it was entertaining, you know, but I'm not going to lie. I watched the first one right afterwards just to make sure I wasn't tripping and thinking that I didn't like the second I mean, one that hey, much. I felt some type of way that new coming to America. So no telling what yeah. I'm going to say when I see this. So most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks went to the White House. Yes. Had a, I saw a couple little jokes on the mm -hmm. side, of course, because he mentioned that 40% of the country still doesn't believe that we won. And he looked over right. to President Biden. And of course, you know how that feels. And President Biden, yeah, I know how that feels because, of course, there's 40% of the country, maybe even more, that still don't believe that President Biden has won as, right. an, as, our, as our president for this year. So um, shout out to Tom Brady for him Sleepy Tom. Yeah, and then I've been called Sleepy Tom, like Sleepy Joe. He said, "Yeah, there was a time in Chicago when I forgot a I forgot a, a play, and people call me Sleepy Tom, Sleepy Joe." And I was like, "So Tom came with the funnies at the White House yeah. on one of his many trips there." <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's used to this. Used to this life. All right, so I got some sneaker, some sneakers. Here's the deal: me and both, me and Mo both bombed on these. So if there's a connect out there, that's what I, happened. I told you I was up. I woke Listen, up at eight o'clock in the morning, and I over, I looked at my phone, and I'm like, oh no. Listen, I, I had, I had, I had went on reserve for a seven in men's as well as a seven in youth, and both of them I could not get. I was like, how are you able to wear a grade school seven? Because it's the same as men's seven. Oh, it's eight and a half in women's. Seven is eight and a half women's. Oh, I do a nine, but I mean, I do an eight yeah. and a half men's or uh, no. Oh, I don't know how Mo's phone. Maybe she puts me on a timer or something, and it says <laughs> time to get off the podcast with Mo with Mel. So we've lost Mo. I'll continue on for a little bit. Uh, go through some of our go through some of our shoes here because. Um, I don't know if anyone caught. Oh, hang on. There we go. Is me on a timer? I, I, I think like, am timer. I on a timer or something? It like, does. It always has me on a timer. Always wants to but it hasn't even been the full hour yet either, too. So I don't know. I don't know why it wants to kick me out. That's so crazy. I'm just going to start planning for it now. Um, but yeah. I was talking about PJ Tucker's uh, game, uh, Air, Air Jordan specially custom that he had for game six. With a stamp croc on Um uh what's the guy's name i forgot his name shoe I didn't write down. yes the sioux surgeon 32.74 mm -hmm. carats in these suckers wait those are diamonds on that swoosh? yes those are diamonds on the swoosh and whatever is up here on top i, I don't know what that on is on top tag. yeah the tag 32 carats it's, they're crocs <laughs> man I know PJ Tucker's I mean, shoe closet. Shoe shoe, shoe house beautiful. is large. Those shoes are beautiful, but I'm not putting dusted diamonds on those swoosh. That's just me, but that's I nice. Know. Um, so here's like one that's that coming. You know, I'm not a huge Adidas fan, but the Adidas Forum 84 high Lakers dropping in the next couple oh, of yeah, months. They're trying to bring back very retro. Super retro. I can see a lot of the millennials out here trying to rock these for sure. They're actually, cute. The, they actually look kind of like something look. that I probably wore during my basketball days. I bet I, I think they were like LA gear maybe or something. But LA yeah, the gear. super high. That's what it was in back then. You wore LA gear? I wore LA gear. I never wore LA gear. I did. I had LA gears never wore it. from it Big was Five. Popular, but I never wore it. Those are my some of my basketball. Some of my very LA first gears. basketball shoes were LA gears wow. with the two Velcros on top. I never had a pair. <clears throat> yeah, um, but I the other one, I think we talked about this briefly last week, was the uh, Dunk High and the, the oh, Ambush the Flames. Ambush, yes, come out on July thirtieth. Yeah, I like the pink ones too that are tonal with the swoosh that's yeah, on stock X. You know, but I, I do like, like those line. green ones oh, too. Oh, yeah. I uh -huh. can go for those. If and I you also them. got the Nike SB Paradunk Lows July 31st. 
We're not getting I'm any not big new on shoes those. because Vietnam uh, shut down both of their Nike factories, so that just limits our time of getting any Is type of shoes. Is that what's going What's on? Well, they just announced it. So Vietnam factories of Nike <clears throat> are shutting down due to COVID measures, and so they're not going to be mass producing any shoes for a while. Any shoes that we do get, I don't know where they're going to be sourced from, um, but that just lowers our chances. I mean, wow. even more so. The second resale on some of these ambushes, even a resale on those um, ones that you posted, they're not a bad price point. It's I mean, not. The orange ones are get. still out there. Yeah, you can still get them, and and it's not you know, it's not gonna hurt your wallet too badly. So it's one of those things I could decide. It's on, on. my radar. It's on my radar on StockX. Yeah, I mean, sure. I got. If anybody has a coupon code for StockX they want to share, feel free. I'm down. <laughs> right, no lie. But I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know. I've got sneakers I, I don't even wear. It's like, what's the point at this point? I always say I'm going to give up, and then I see a nice sneaker, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want I those, but I don't even wear them. I slow, I slow down, but they're still there because, I mean, there's always an outfit. You know, I'm always going to match it with something and have it out. I, I don't wear any casualization at work. That's the problem. I mean, I work all the time, and even on my nighttime, I'm dressed up. So it's like, when do I have time to really wear my kicks like I want to? I guess I'm going to have to do a photo shoot or something. I just wear them. I wear them. Well, you have casual yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. You can do yeah. that. I I can't. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I can't even wear J's to work. I have to wear. Well, wear them to the games. What well, Garen the games that you cover? You know, ah, uh, a couple games here and there, but it's, yeah. yeah, whatever. It's not I the same. You. I, I need it in a lifestyle. Okay. I need it to be incorporated in my lifestyle some kind of way. If anybody can know how you can balance that to wear, like I'm at home, why would I put on my heavy J's? Yeah, no, I can't wear right Jays at home, and I can barely wear Jays in the heat. Like, I, I, it's, it's too not. Hot. That's another yeah. thing. It's so hot right now. But it's summer. perfect in the fall. In the fall, yeah. Especially out fall. here because there's not a lot of rain or snow, so you don't got to mess them up. You're just walking in the dryness, and it's just like a cool. I saw a colleague with a Concord Elevens last night at work, and I was like, "How did you wear those all day?" She's like, "They're comfortable." I was like, "I don't see how you do it." I mm. never could wear my Jays at work and last a whole day in my shift on my really? feet in Jays. None of them. Jace, I mean, I don't know. The ones I have fit fine. I my think maxes when I wore them, okay, um, but not those. Some maxes be driving me crazy after too long. Yes, because I have a high arch in the instep. So again, it's like you just need a comfortable shoe, or I'm just my feet are old. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> seasoned. Crazy. Your feet are seasoned, Mo. Your feet are seasoned. Yes, they're old. <laughs> um, for everybody out here in Las Vegas, or if you're on your way to Vegas. The Las Vegas Lights, our USL soccer team. We haven't mentioned them as much because there's been so much else going on, but don't forget about them. They have a home game on Tuesday. And for Taco Tuesday, for only $20, you get a general admission ticket, you get three street tacos, and you get a tall boy of Estrella beer. Ooh, like that. Listen, 20 bucks, tacos, beer, and soccer. You really can't beat that. And on Tuesday night, so that, you know, there's, you don't have an excuse. Make That's it happen. Great. Those lights Make it happen. go hard. I have yet to go to a lights game. I'm so. I may try and go this time on Tuesday because you know finally we're on a break. There's not a whole lot of things happening, and maybe that's one thing that I can get out there and do. And, yeah, and try you gotta and go and represent on the lights game. Man. Sure. Those lights games go hard, and they're doing really well this season too. Yeah, so I haven't got any insight with the players and the coaching and anything, but anybody know about those lights? They know that they bring it, and they always bring a great crowd too. So it's truly amazing. Oh man, great let me see if I can find it. Last minute, there was a girl power I had, and I had a picture, but of course, I don't think I put it up there. So I'm trying to. We already did a girl power. Let's go. Now there's another one. Who there's that? Well, we did Malika. We did, um, but this is amazing, just because in the history of Major League Baseball, this okay. was the first all female broadcast team oh, on yeah, Tuesday's awesome. Orioles versus Rays game. We got Melanie Newman, Sarah Lang, on-field reporter Alana Rizzo, and then there was two other girls that were post doing the post-game show. That is This great. is the first time an all-women's broadcast team covered a baseball game. So we're talking the Orioles and the Rays on Tuesday. I just might have to go to like YouTube or DVR find something that I can rewatch that because I think that's just amazing. It um, is amazing. amazing. It is. So that's my last girl power that's for tonight. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Once again, thank you to our guest, uh, yes. Amber Rodriguez. You can follow her at the number one, uh, Amber Rodriguez, number one, 
So one Amber Rodriguez. Um, and also, of course, which I didn't do in the beginning of the show. So let me just do it now. Shout out to the sponsor again. House of Paws. House of Paws. Make sure you check them out. Tilly and Suge's favorite spot for sure. Um, 1750 North Buffalo Drive, Suite 103, over on Vegas and Buffalo here in Las House Vegas. House of Paws, man. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Make sure you go follow Hood Hobby 206 as well for all your sports cards. He even has like, um, he was doing the Marvel Comics cards. I didn't even know those really existed. So I was, you know, I guess cards are the Marvel big cars? thing. Marvel, like the Marvel comics. I know. What kind of Marvel cars? You got to look on like his. Wolverine uh, or stuff like that? Yeah. Different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spider-Man? I didn't know they had all those, but they, they do. So. Um, check him out too on YouTube. Subscribe. He's got some cool stuff for sale. And Aww. I heard that uh, the whole card game is like a huge like investment thing now. Like instead of just like stocks and even the NFTs, like people are really into collecting these baseball cards and the old, you know, basketball cards. Hasn't and that stuff always like been that. a thing though? Kind of, but I think it, I don't think it had as much value as it does today, maybe. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Baseball cards be going for a lot of money. Yeah, I don't feel like that. I'll never change. I don't Who think bet it on the Suns, by the way. Was there any crazy bets or anything that people lost a ton of money on that we know about? Or no? Uh, I didn't see any major one. I know Bob Memory Menory was out here. He collected a big chunk of change from Dana White, but I don't know if that was related to the Suns game or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys, we appreciate you for tuning in. Thanks for all the love. Make sure to share to comment subscribe go to the youtube subscribe hit us up and uh make sure you check us out next week got another um show lined up for you wednesday same time 7 p.m yep. 10 p.m uh eastern so shout it out thanks mo it's good seeing you good seeing you too Mel. bye guys you guys have a good week bye